Good evening, New Life Church. I am Brian, and I'm the online campus pastor here at the New Life Church Network, and I'm excited to have you guys here with me tonight. We have an exciting, exciting time ahead of us. So before we get started, I want to remind you about our online campus mantra. It's two words, and that's invite and engage. Make sure you invite someone to this video right here, right now. Tag them in a comment. Invite them to join you and sit next to you virtually, and then engage with what's going on. Put your questions, comments, concerns in the comment section. We'll make sure to respond to those. If there's a question, we want your answer too. It's not just a conversation between me and our special guest tonight, but we want you to be involved in this as well. So make sure you're inviting, engaging with what's going on. But I am really excited because tonight we got a very special guest, and that is our very own Pastor Troy. Pastor Troy, can you say hello to our online campus? Hey, new life online. Glad to be with you tonight. Uh, I'm praying that the Lord. Lord is blessing you abundantly and that we have a great time digesting God's word and his precepts tonight together. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Amen. Yeah. Of course. Would you let the people know a little bit about yourself? I know you've been on a few times, so they know, uh, they should know that you're the lead pastor here of our of our whole church network, but maybe what's going on in your life currently that's, uh, you know, getting your, get, gets you up every morning? What's what's going on in your life? Well, things are good. Um, uh, Keely and I have been married for 31 years and uh, we're empty now. And uh, we have a house. Uh, what's happening recently is um, we uh, had the little water uh, issue inside our house. So we ended up gutting our hallway bathroom, which required them to take out part of the floor in the hallway and required them to take out the wall that penetrates through to our master bed. It's just, you know, a project can become a project in time. And it seems like that's a kind of a definition of life for, for a lot of us. We think something small and it becomes something big. But if we don't take care of it, it becomes something gigantic and overwhelming and so anyway that's a little picture and a snapshot in our life in fact right now there's a plumber at the house trying to take care of a, of a of another leak that was found because the previous owner of the house had drilled a screw into one of the pipes and when they had to remove the wall they unscrewed the screw and water came out you know how it is life just goes crazy so but God is good amen <laughs> amen amen I think we all probably have a lot of crazy stuff going on right we now do. and especially at the church right it's just kind of a crazy time of the church a lot of launches and relaunches and Easter coming up. Yes. Tons of events going tons on. Tons of things happening. Uh, yeah. No shortage of stuff to do around here. And uh, I know people at home probably feel the same way. That's Just right. a lot of stuff That's going right. on at work. Well, we want to get to know you a little bit more. And sure. we want to get to know you guys at home a little bit more. So we have a little bit of an icebreaker question tonight. Okay. Pretty simple one. You'll probably have an answer right off. And again, we want to know your guys' answer too. And it's this question. What simple food will you never eat? Easy. Yeah, easy. Well, broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah, broccoli. Now, I've seen you eat broccoli. Yeah, I'll, I've eaten it because, um, well, I've eaten it. Uh, I don't like broccoli. I, I, uh, I happen to agree with President Bush, who took it out of the White House anyway a long time ago. I just, I'm uh, not a broccoli fan, so that's the simple. What about you? What so simple food? Which, would, yeah. Just so I'm clear, yeah. which Bush was it? That would be George H. or George W. Bush. Okay, uh, okay. No, that's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. too bad. You not know, if you said bad, George yeah. H. should be in my yeah, age a yeah, little no, bit. It but yeah. No, it was, it was, yeah, W. George W. George W. w. Mine um, is potatoes. I know that uh, you already knew that, yeah. and I'm probably shocking quite a few people watching right now, but I 
I don't like potatoes. Um, now I'll, I'll eat fries and I'll eat tater tots if they're crispy. You know, I hate steak fries, the thick mm-hmm. ones. Um, but I guess if I had to pick a specific type of potato that I would never eat again, scallop potatoes. <laughs> Just even saying the word, I feel I feel something coming up. It's probably the scallop potatoes I ate as a kid that Probably. just had never digested. Oh, um, my goodness. I, I remember one time I I didn't want to eat potatoes that my mom had cooked for dinner, and so I somehow snuck my plate into my bedroom and put my plate of potatoes into the closet to hide them and act like I had eaten them, and I, had, I forgot about them. Oh, no. And it wasn't for I don't know how much later. Uh, I smelled something, I went back there and found an assortment of creatures and fuzziness and oh my goodness but yeah i just i i hate potatoes what about you guys what is one simple food that you will never eat would love to know and put it in the comments um but i could i mean i could talk about food all night long but i want to get into what you talked about this past weekend yeah um week 31 of Mm -hmm. the story right our final week and uh covering the book of revelation which is kind of a book that you could do a whole series about in and of itself there's so much stuff in it um it, because it's just, it's one of, in my opinion, one of the most interesting books in the Bible. Because uh, there's so many ways to read it. There's so many interpretations of it. Um, it's just so rich in content, right? There's mm-hmm. just no lack of it. Um, when you were reading through it um, in preparation for the message and just reading chapter 31, what what kind of stuck out most to you uh, in, in the book of Revelation when you were in your most recent read through of it. Well, we started off the story. Really, the Bible is divided into five parts. It's pretty simple when you map it out this way. The first part is is the garden. We all were started in the garden with in, in relationship and fellowship with God. And then, of course, we introduced sin into the world. And so part number two was the nation of Israel. And God created the nation of Israel to try to, to make it part of his redemptive plan. He built a nation so that we could then come back into relationship with him. And we may not have chose that as our plan, but that was God's plan. He knew what he was doing. It's part two. So the garden, uh, Israel, and then part number three is Jesus. Jesus comes as the absolute culmination of God's redemptive plan. All the way through, God wanted to save us from our own stupidity, our own foolishness, our own poor choices. And so Jesus comes and gives his life as a sacrifice for us all. And then part number four is Jesus ascends and goes into heaven, leaves, leaves the Holy Spirit with us that will never leave you. It doesn't matter if you feel the presence of the Spirit or not. If you're a Christian, the Spirit of God is with you right now. And so the church age is what we're living in. That's part number four. And so we started the garden. God created this nation. He gave us Christ. Jesus came. And then he said, you're the church. Now I want you to propagate this good news message that my son was given to die in your place once and for all for your sins. And then the final the final part, the part number five of the whole Bible is found in the, in the book of Revelation. Revelation, and that's the new garden. Once again, we're given access to this new garden in a place called heaven. God uh, removes the, uh, the the cherubim, the seraphim, the, the angelic forces, and he allows us to come back into relationship with him again in a place called heaven. And so the Bible in the book of Revelation gives us this revelation of Jesus and a picture of what 
eternity heaven is going to be like. But just before that, there's really two other sections in Revelation. The first section is God addressing the churches in Asia Minus, the seven churches. And there's these seven letters. And he's saying, I know your deeds. I know what you've done. I know who you are. I know what's going on. And he's really kind of candid with those. And then and then there's this, this epic battle between good and evil, between God and Satan. And of course, God is triumphant, but it helps us understand the cunningness and the craftiness and the, the depths to which Satan will go to try to deceive humanity. And then, of course, God triumphs and wins. And then there's this uh, this apocalyptic event. Um, the church is raptured away. And then we get to spend forever in heaven with God. It's a beautiful book. Beautiful book. Yeah. There's just so many visuals in it. And I know you, you said that during your message. You know, you like a, a good story that has, you know, you were saying pop-up pictures. Yeah. Um, but there's just, yeah, there's so many visuals that are so, on one hand, they're beautiful. They're very descriptive. And they're of things that, like... It's hard to imagine them, but they're so descriptive. You get these pictures. It's like it's cool to think about, you know? Yeah. I'm not a, a huge book reader, but I know that one thing that book readers like is being able to, like, picture the characters yeah. and, like, create their own characters in their mind. And so I think book lovers probably really love the book of Revelation because it's so rich in in imagery. Um, but another thing that you said on Sunday about the book of Revelation, and the Bible says it, is, that I thought was interesting, is that it's the one book in the Bible that says that you'll be blessed by reading this book. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll put it on the screen. Revelation 1-3 said this. It said, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it uh, hear it, and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. And I just kind of wanted to know like, what your thoughts were on... Uh, not that you aren't going to be blessed by reading other books of the Bible, because obviously you you will be. But why why do you think that promise of being blessed is saved for just that one book in the Bible? Why do you think it was only referenced there? Uh, man, that's a great question. You know, we don't want to be misunderstood. Um, God's word his word says will never return void so when his word goes forth it embeds itself into the soul of a human being and so we may not fully understand it but it will take root and it will it will bring about health and strength and vitality and healing and deliverance and so forth so his word any part of his word 66 books Genesis to Revelation uh, will never return void but in Revelation it says you're blessed by either reading it or by hearing it um, um, it's the only book that says that. And so wh why is that so so important? I think it's because it's the, um, the dawn of time is in Genesis, but the end of time is found in the book of Revelation. And so at the end of time, he's telling us the description of the end of time, of that which is to come, the fourth telling, the prophecies are all fulfilled. I am coming and I'm coming soon, Jesus says, Revelation chapter 21. Um, and so with that, you're blessed in the hearing of this and you're blessed in the reading of this because it's it's got so much hope that it ushers into our lives. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, we can look at the rest of the Bible and be like, oh, that was that's past history. You know, it's nice to read, but, sure. you know, it was in the past and I'm not going to ever experience that. But the book of Revelation kind of is more meaningful to us because it's still happening. It is ongoing and the end times are, are near and, and we very well could experience firsthand the things that are talked about in the book of Revelation. So, so we're blessed when we read, we read them because... It could be us mm -hmm. in the pages of the Bible, whereas we know it's not us in the past. We can right. put ourselves in the story and see ourselves in it, but it could literally be us in the story, I think. 
all of the, if you'll allow me, all of the the New Testament is kind of divided into into basically three sections. There's the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, and then there's uh, the Epistles, which are the letters that Paul wrote. And of course, we have uh, Hebrews and some others that are in there as well. Um, and then and then in between is the Book of Acts. Of course, four sections because you've got the Revelation at the end. But Acts, Acts is the Church Age. So after Jesus ascends, now here's the instruction: the Church is going to go forth, and we have this incredible move of God, starting with Peter on the day of Pentecost and preaching, and Peter and John and silver and gold have I none, such I have give I thee, get up and walk, and, and all the way through, the miracles of Cornelius' home and Philip and the eunuch, and all of the things through through the book of Acts, but but the book of Acts is the only book that doesn't have an ending to it. There are 28 chapters, and then there's, I, I like to say, you've heard me say many times, we're Acts 29ers, we're living in the 29th chapter of Acts, but that will come to an end with the book of Revelation. When Jesus comes back, the trumpet call of God is heard, the voice of the archangel commands across the sky, uh, the heavens separate, and the dead in Christ are gonna rise first and we're gonna be called up to meet him together in the sky. It's gonna be an amazing day and that's really gonna happen. And so the book of Revelation gives us hope. It's called the blessed hope. It gives us hope. And so when you read it, you are inspired to have more hope in your life, amen. Yeah, it's kind of like the book of Revelations is kind of like Acts chapter 30, right? We're in yes. 29 and 30 is and then coming 30, soon. That's a good and, one. Yeah, that's a good and, uh, one. And yeah. we very well could live through chapter 20 and make it into chapter 30, but uh, the author of the book knows uh, which characters are going to make it to that time, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, well, part of your message this last week was a, a challenge at the end, which I thought was a really good challenge. Um and it was to invite three people to one of our Easter gatherings, whether it's an in-person one or you guys aren't off the hook either, right? To an online gathering as well. Um, but I know that um, not everyone is, uh, I'm trying to think of the words, is great at being social. And I think especially in the age of whether we're still in this COVID pandemic or post-COVID, wherever we're at, you know, we've kind of, a lot of us have grown to become hermits and be in our homes and not go out and not be sociable. So people probably have some anxiety about inviting uh, people. Do you have any tips for people who are nervous or might struggle with, you know, how to bring this up, like bring up an invitation naturally and not have it feel forced, you know, like... Any advice for people who are, who are nervous about the the challenge that you put out? Yeah, I think so. I think I think for me, the first part is identifying. Okay, God, who is it that you would like to use me as an instrument and tool in your hand to help them? We're not. We don't have this agenda. It's not that we need a notch in our spiritual belt. It's it's different than that. So God, who who do you want me to help? Number one, identification. So you got to identify those. That's why we said three names. But but then beyond that would be okay, I need to bathe this in prayer. I need to take time daily and say, Lord, I lift up Jeff to you and, and Jeff needs to know you and I don't know how I'm going to communicate. In fact, I'm being real honest with you, God. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm, I'm scared to do this. But I know that you possess the power and the strength and the wherewithal. Would you speak through me when the time, when the time and help me to be courageous when the time is right to follow through. So, so, so identify and then pray and then activate. Just move forward and, and by faith um, and probably the best way to do this would not be to preach. The Bible says that there's a point for man wants to die and then the judgment. Do you know Jesus? That may not be the best route to go. It might be, but it might not be the best route to go. An invitation is easy. Hey, listen, 
at, at, at New Life uh, at Easter, we have got uh, six different gatherings that we offer in various locations. And, and I, I'm going to go to this one. I'd love for you to join me. That's a good invitation. But, but really what you could do to get the ball rolling for that is the Bible says it's by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Your testimony is your story. How did you come to know God? And it doesn't have to be real long. You should be able to say that in 30 seconds. But just, or an active testimony of what's happening right now in your life. Man, it's been a rough year. I don't know about you, but it's been, I think it's been a rough year for all of us. We've gone through this COVID season or, or we've gone through sickness or many of us have gone through tremendous loss um, and expressing that. But I am so glad that it's Easter. I kind of feel in my heart that there's, there's uh, uh, the, the sun is, is, is beginning to, to come out again and, 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 and I can move forward in the, this new dawning of this new day. It's Easter time. It's, it's about that. And so, you know what? Why don't you join me? And it, it, here's a phrase that I like to use with people. It, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt to go to church on Easter. Couldn't hurt. All it could do is help. Let's go. Let's go see what God maybe has for us. Try it. Be a risk taker. Don't look back on your life with deep seated regret, wishing that you would have uh, maybe taken a chance or shared shared Jesus with that one person. Um, recently, my my wife and I uh, had a conversation. If if I could share this story with you, and. Um, um, my wife and I had a very, very good teacher when we were in junior high, and uh, we were reflecting on this. This guy has been close to 40 years ago, and I know that dates me a lot, but um, so we had this this teacher in junior high that really made a difference, and we both had him. We both went to the same, we were high school sweethearts, okay? So we went to the same school in a town called Oskaloosa, Iowa, and we were talking about our teachers, and Mr. Lawning was a very good teacher and really uh, left an imprint on my wife. I uh, really was kind, nice to her. So, with, you know, the magic of the internet. So we found him, and we thanked him. Uh, this has just been just a few months back and we connected with them and and they live on the east coast he and his wife and their children and and we in reflecting on it guys when we were in junior high he was in his early 20s a brand new teacher so he wasn't that much older than us right like less than a decade older so now it feels more like colleagues mr lawning um was so grateful that we were in the ministry and that we turned out good and was so he remembered us and uh, i was so proud that my wife reached out and Four weeks ago, he had a brain aneurysm and he died. He just suddenly died. This is a guy who was a state wrestling champ, coached wrestling, had his PhD in, in physical education, uh, very, very much a health nut, but he, he just suddenly died. And this is, we don't know when we're going to breathe our last breath. And I'm so proud of my wife, as sad as we were to hear that, had she not felt the unction to reach out and say thank you. Um, and he was born again. We had that conversation. So, um, to, but just to reach out and start the conversation, she could have had a little bit of regret at this point saying, why didn't I just go with what I felt? Why don't you just go with what you feel? Those names have been given to you for a reason. Who knows? Just let God use you in a supernatural way and see what he does. Hmm. Wow. I feel like uh, your words that you said earlier about them talking to other people, you know, it couldn't hurt. I feel like that applies to people who are called to invite people too. you know, couldn't hurt. That's exactly right. right. Couldn't hurt. It's not going to hurt you. you Invite just, and engage. I love those yeah, two words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of true. And not just for the online campuses, for right. the whole church network, Amen. right? Um, well, we're officially through the story. Okay. 31 weeks. It's yeah. been a long journey. Uh, and so I just 
wanted to know from you, and I'll throw this question out to you guys as well if you've been with us. Um, what were your top three chapters that we covered over the past 31 weeks? Like your favorite three? And not necessarily in a certain order, but okay. you know, what were your top three? Well, I very much enjoyed, um, I don't remember, it was one of the early chapters, but I very much enjoyed um, uh, Abraham and Sarah. I liked looking looking at them through the lens of, of an elderly and fertile couple is who God chooses to populate this new nation that he's starting. God didn't choose the obvious, and I remember using an illustration. He didn't choose the young, uh, energetic couple that's in their childbearing years that likes to play tennis, that's popular. No, he chooses an elderly and fertile couple and says, that's the couple that I want to use to populate a nation. And I'm like, wow, that's that's the same story. God uses inside out, upside down things. I could preach on that all day long. So that's one of the chapters. I, I suppose uh, certainly um, another chapter was the chapter you preached. And I think it was chapter 27, I think, but it was the chapter of the, the, the death of Jesus, the sacrifice, the, the darkness that came over the planet. I don't want to ever forget the price that he paid mm. for my for my soul and for my family's from my family's soul and the generations that follow and and then number three um uh i would say um Let's see. There's so many. I love the. I love some of the stories of the judges in the Old Testament. I'm. I'm. I appreciate uh, the the tent peg story. If you remember, <laughs> you'll have to go back and listen or, or read it again. But. Uh, that starts with a J and forgive me I can't remember the J- name JL J- J- JL but it was Jabeck J- or somebody anyway oh, yeah. was told by their leader and you know and so the bad guy came into the tent but was a family friend and she's like go to sleep and she'd take a tent peg and she stabbed it and hammered it through his skull just because she was trying oh my goodness you, the yeah, holy that, bible we know drama right that ain't yes. really one of the ones you cover in kids church <laughs> no that's not, a, that's not that's not a good night kids yeah. bedtime story that's not what we would probably do but I just like some of the intense I'm all in God whatever you say um, there's there's some in the Old Testament particularly there's a lot of a lot of violence and 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 fighting and we don't want to lose um, not not that aspect but we don't want to lose the memory of all that this holy word has gone through to get to us today it's not just a book on the shelf it's God's living word active sharper than any double-edged sword mm. praise God mm. yeah well now that we're done with the story yeah. do you have any insights on what maybe we can expect the next few weeks leading up to Easter? What what's stirring in your mind? What's God uh, What's God speaking to you? Well, I do know that this this Sunday is a uh, is what I call an in between weekend. This whole weekend will be so. It's uh, what I'm calling Pastor's Choice. It's 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 kind of a subtitle I give to it. It's what's on my mind. What's God been doing in me and through me and world events and things like that. So we're going to kind of talk about some of those on Sunday. But then on Palm Sunday, we're going to get out of the boat in preparation for launch weekend for all of our new campuses. In fact, online campus, we're going to let you know uh, right now, a little teaser. You're the first ones to know that we are not just launching our new Manteca campus on Easter and relaunching our River Islands campus on Easter um, and restructuring our Lathrop campus uh, to Saturday nights and our Modesto Dream Center to Saturday nights. Um, But we're also going to be launching another church in May. And we'll share with you, if you come to church or you dial into online or you listen Listen to the live stream. You can hear more about that. But we're going to do anything 
short of sin. And I got to tell you, I'm not sitting on my hands and I don't want you sitting in your hands. We're going to change the world to the best way we can so that people will always remember the name of Jesus Christ. And so uh, uh, somebody said to me once, Troy, you don't let any grass grow under your feet. We don't want to do that. No grass is going to grow under our feet for Jesus. We're going to keep on moving forward. So just pray with us about it. If you want to get involved, be involved. It's really going to be powerful, but we'll share more details later. So um, I, I forgive me. Uh, I can't remember your question. I went off on I that for just a minute. No, I was asking what, uh, what we can expect from oh, messages so for the next few weeks. The, the, the Palm Sunday, we're going to talk about getting out of the boat. Get, just like Peter, get out of the boat. You know, he was the only disciple to get out of the boat, and he did end up sinking. Jesus saved him, but he got out of the boat, and I want to be known for that guy that gets out of the boat. I might sink, but I'm getting out of the boat, yeah. and I want you to go with me on that journey as, as Pastor Brian and I and the leadership team at New Life try to serve you. Follow us as, as we follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, that's so true. I think about that all the time, how most messages that I hear on that story are focused on how he takes his eyes off of Jesus and begins to sink. But when you think about it, he, he was the only one who had the guts to actually get out of the right. boat. And yep. so, uh, yeah, that's just, it's really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Troy, thanks for joining us tonight. Wow. Um, would you pray for the people Absolutely. of the online campus? Mighty, mighty God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for our lives. Thank you for the favor that rests upon us. We may not feel that presence of your spirit, but that doesn't uh, nullify the fact that your spirit is with us. You promise to never leave us nor forsake us. So tonight, God, I bless your children. Lord, whether they're at home or watching on their phone or at work or, or driving and listening, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would break every yoke of bondage that the enemy is trying to establish in their lives. I pray for freedom, pull down strongholds in the mighty name of Jesus. This word that we have been reading for the past several months for 31 weeks of study, God, as we've taken the jet tour through the Bible, has taught us that you are serious about your children. You will do anything and go to any lengths to reach us and to draw us back into relationship with you. And so, Lord, we say thank you for that. And that helps us know how important and valued we are to you. May you be as important and valued to us. So we choose to live our lives on purpose for a purpose and that purpose is to live for you, Jesus, in everything we do and in everything we say. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for man. Since you know, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And Lord, we say thank you for your word. This is reality and we'll walk in step with the Spirit in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, over the past 31 weeks of the story, we've seen just how faithful God has been and continues to be in every single one of our lives. And so to continue to answer the call of being faithful to Jesus in your giving, you can go to our website, newlifeca.church give and give online there uh, one time or ongoing and securely. Or you can text the word online to 209 64 3878 and give an offering to New Life and follow the prompts there. I want to remind you that coming up in just a couple weeks, we have our Easter gathering at New Life Church online, and that is going to be the Saturday prior to Easter Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Wherever you're at across the globe, that's the time to join in, so make sure you join there, and then we'll also have a a restream of that gathering on Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific 
Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so two streams that you can uh, take part in if you want to be at nighttime and have your Easter free or if you want to join in at church on Easter. We want to make sure you guys have all the options that available to you. And so that's coming up soon. Make sure that you're inviting people to that. There is a, a, a Facebook event that you can invite them to. You can tag them in a comment when the stream goes live and invite them that way. But be texting, be calling, and be bold, church, yes. with your invitations. Um, also, tonight at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have our nightly prayer on Facebook where our church network comes together and prays for the needs of our network. So make sure you join us uh, uh, for that at New Life Church CA on Facebook. And if you have a prayer request, submit those at our website, newlifeca.church slash prayer, or you can even put your prayer request in the comments. We'll make, make sure to add that to our uh, Facebook prayer list. Uh, but if you have a, um, a confidential prayer request that you just want the staff to know about, please put that through at our website, newlifeca.church slash prayer, and you can select that to be confidential as well. Well, let me read one more verse to you guys to bless you guys tonight, and that's Matthew six thirty three, and it says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteous and he will give you everything that you need. So if you find yourself in need of something tonight, whether that's provision, healing, God to break through some chains in your life, then it's two easy steps. Put God above everything else in your life and live righteously and he has promised to give you everything that you need. So I pray that that verse blesses you tonight as we dismiss. I love you, church, and we'll see you, again again, uh, we'll see you guys again soon.